Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. SoupX, the Startup Expo, North America's premier startup conference, is March 6th and 7th, 2017, in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Affordably priced, SoupX is a two-day international conference featuring workshops, panels, speeches, a $50,000 startup competition, and over 100 exhibitors. For more information, go to sup-x.org. Welcome back to the show. Today we have my friend Sandra D. Robinson. You may have seen her on Another World, Bold and Beautiful, General Hospital, Days of Our Lives, CSI Miami, Criminal Minds, and Two and a Half Men. She's also the founder and CEO of Charisma on Camera. She recently put out a book called Impact Secrets to Powerful Personal Presence on Camera and Off. Wow, Sandra, that's just a few, but welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back on the show. You know, you've you've kind of done the radio version, you've done the TV version now. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, you're you're doing a, a video series, kind of up and coming. Um, and I think I I really wanted to have you on the show to kind of talk about the video series and talk about mm-hmm. kind of the content that's going to be in it in it because I think it's super relevant to pretty much anybody that's doing something in in business or kind of meeting people. So, but maybe and and we all have to meet people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. It doesn't really matter. Even if you, you don't work and you like, I don't know, you you still have to meet people. So I think it's relevant to anybody, (laughs) but maybe before we kind of get into that, let's just give Mm -hmm. people a quick overview of yourself and your career, and then we'll dive right into um, your video series. Yeah. And yeah, first thing I have to say is the video series is a way for me to kind of give back. This is the season of giving. So I sat there and went, okay, as a consultant, a lot of times it's a little slow for us. I mean, we count some businesses sail through December uh, and, and that's their best month. And, and some it's maybe not so great. And for a lot of consultants like myself, performance coaches, it's a month that we kind of go, all right, I'm going to give back more than I'm going to be bringing in. So let's just have some fun with it. So that's what the series is all about. So before people go, oh, she's selling something, I'm not selling anything. Sure. Um, it's going to be a, a gift to people. So when we get to that, you'll learn, you'll hear more about it, but I'm excited about it. Um, as far as my story, you know, I started at a very young age in a little town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, I got on camera when I was 11 years old and awesome. started doing local commercials. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's also kind of looking back and thinking, oh, my gosh, that was really young age. But that is essentially when I stepped in front of a camera and I got my first national show, which you mentioned was Another World. I grew up on that soap opera and I've done decades of television and very blessed to have worked in something that I was so enthusiastic about for so long. And isn't that what everybody wants? They want to work in something that they're passionate about. I'm now a little bit more passionate about what I'm doing, which is helping people Um, just look and feel like a rock star in so many areas of their life, whether it's public speaking, whether it's networking, whether it's getting on camera. My company, Charisma on Camera, was designed to help brilliant people when they had to step out of their comfort zone and get in front of a TV or video camera. Now I work with people in really just about every element, including public speaking, learning how to be a keynote, learning how to even present in a corporate environment and doing it with Um, enthusiasm, passion, increasing retention, and being entertaining, because that's that's a great way to be. If you have to talk about things that are business, don't you want to be the best one that's out there and knock it out of the park? And my 
my instruction doesn't come from, hey, I, I've learned this, let me throw this back at you, so much as I have experienced what it's like to be bad, <laughs> and sure. I, have gone to, I have gone through all of the pain and all of the aggravation and all of the good training and all the bad training that's out there, and I have really discovered what has worked. Because growing up, I didn't have self-esteem. I actually hid behind characters. That's why I went into acting. It's not unusual. It's not unusual for um, for artists, not just actors, but singers, songwriters. I, I work with artists, and I see it a lot where they live behind their art, and I definitely did that. It became awkward when I had a fan following, and I had opportunities to, let's just say, give back to a charity, but it required me standing up on a stage, grabbing a microphone, and being told to be myself. And I would fall to pieces. And so my path has had so many ups and downs, but the things that I've learned along the way are the shortcuts and the empowering strategies that I give to people so that they can feel like themselves. They can be authentic. We don't want somebody getting up and performing through a webinar. Sure. We want somebody getting up and, and just being real and having a real conversation through that camera lens and being real when they get up on a stage. We're over the performance genre of speakers. We, I think we really are. People will sit and listen, and, and but we really gravitate towards those people that are just being authentic and real. And that's not easy for a lot of people. So that's where I come in. No, yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and that's something that I've been working on even personally. And like part of the reason I really wanted to have you on the show, even like the first time, right, is because to me, you're somebody that's been obviously extremely successful in this. You've been doing this for a long time now. And for me, selfishly, it's been something that I've been working on and, you know, just trying to get out there and get over my fear of like public speaking and and being, um, you know, just even in front of people. Right. And talking. And it's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. you, you, you brought up an interesting point to me, like where it's a, it's a lot easier for me to do the show when I just kind of ask a question quick and then the guest talks for 10, 15 minutes. But if I have to be <laughs> my. Yeah. But when I have to actually like talk, it's it's hard. It's sometimes it's weird, right? And it's awkward. And I think trying to get over that, you know, behind a mic is a, is a lot easier than in person. But I think why, again, I wanted to have you on the show is because your, your new video series is, mm -hmm. is talking exactly what like things that I need to work on still. And I know a lot of the listeners are, you know, struggling with the same kind of things. So maybe let's, what what's the video series called and kind of give give an overview of exactly what you got you're going to cover in that and then we'll dive into the section or the topics yeah it's called and it's called charisma you and okay. it's it, it, it is essentially it's kind of you made university right mm -hmm. a broadcast you i apologize we changed it as broadcast you and okay. the reason is that you are broadcasting with your energy and your presence, you're broadcasting all the time. So what is it that you want to broadcast? Sure. You want to broadcast that you are confident, that you are an authority in what you do. You want to broadcast that you are approachable. There's a lot of things that you want to be tuned into and you want to be sending out that vibration, so to speak. You want to have that, that broadcast whenever people see you on camera, walking in a room, up on stage. And there are a lot of different things that will broadcast that, including... Um, the topics that we're going to be talking about. So everything from first impression management, and, and I'm talking with experts on this. So I have a couple of the topics that I'll be talking on, of course, Sure. which is public speaking and, and getting on camera. But it's not really so much about hearing me talk 
as it is hearing me and some of the people that I think are the most interesting and the best in what they do. So I have a woman that is the number one, America's number one confidence coach, among other things, a good friend of mine. And she is, she actually started a school of protocol. Now this sounds like you're talking etiquette. This is going to be stuffy. This is old school. (laughs) This is old fashioned. Let me tell you, she's going to share a story of how knowing how to do a toast correctly got her a $2.4 million deal. Really? This isn't, this isn't hocus. This isn't like old fashioned stuffy etiquette. This is, this is knowing what to do in the right situations. And it's just empowering. It's not a way to look down your nose at people. Sure. It's just knowing what to do in certain situations. And even when it comes to shaking someone's hand, sure. what is that saying about you? So the conversation with her is fascinating. Copywriting, a woman that is a major, retired major now from the army, was the public affairs officer and essentially wrote PR for our armed services and for the generals. So when you talk about copy, she has a, she's brilliant, but she has such an interesting, wonderful way of making you sound like you. And I know that Kevin, we talked about that before we got on the call here. And um, I'd love to talk more about that because there's a lot about copywriting that people have a misconception of, and they don't understand how powerful it can be. And that's really what this series is about. There's things that are, can be so powerful for you in your business and in your cause and in the way you want to show up in the world. And if you don't know what you don't know, you're kind of, you're missing a lot of chances for success. The other thing we're going to talk about is style. Sure. You know, that to me, some people think, well, that's really not that important. I'll make sure I look nice. There's a psychology behind what you put on and what you're wearing, even colors. And the woman that I'm bringing in is one of my go-to people that I refer people to, and she's studied under one of only eight style gurus in the world. So her information about how to dress yourself and what is what is an indication that you may not, like you may be sending out a broadcast that you don't want to, simply by what you choose to wear in a circumstance of getting on camera, being interviewed, standing on stage, I learned that certain colors with certain audiences really aren't going to serve me and certain colors will. So yeah, it, it really, it gets really in depth and I'm not saying that, you know, people that show up to the series have to write down all this and implement everything. It's going to be, it may be a lot, but it, it will open your eyes up to the possibilities that, Hey, you can step it up a notch no matter what level of your presentation skills you're in. If you're a speaker that speaks and travels all around the world all year long, there's still going to be nuggets you can take from this. If you're thinking about stepping out in a bigger way in the new year, there's going to be stuff that you can take from this series and we're going to make it fun as well. Because what I'm talking to is really cool. <laughs> sure. No, that's awesome. I think that that's what makes the best content too. When you, when you're passionate about actually talking to those people as well, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know that from yeah. what you do and you know, we're talking about stepping out of your comfort zone and you did that when you started this, interview, whether it's a podcast or the radio show and now television. So how has it changed you? I'm going to turn this around and ask you a question, Kevin. Sure, how has it changed sure. you in the way you show up? Has it changed your life? Oh, very much so. I think for me, and I don't mean it to sound negative, but it's made me not care what people think of me. And I don't mean that in the negative context. I mean... That's that a positive. I, yeah, like I'm now I'm willing to put stuff out there and I know people are going to love it. People are going to hate it. People aren't going to care about it. But like, I'm okay with that now where before I was so scared to even like put up a blog post or put up a podcast where like maybe in, in a year, 
maybe like five people would read that post or hear that, but it was still right. like five people too many. And now I've, I've at least <laughs> willing to put something out there. Right. And if, yeah. and if somebody hates it, fine, but like, I'm, and I'm willing to take their feedback on saying like, okay, like why, like, why do, why do you not like it? Right. And maybe right. I agree with it. Maybe I don't, but I'm totally come to terms with that. And I'm fine with that. Where if you would ask me like two, three years ago, I would have been like, oh, I will never do that. That's crazy. <laughs> right. And th see, that's, that's the confidence that we're talking about. And that's going to build over time. The more you do these interviews, the more, the more you're going to get like that. And um, and that to me is so empowering because I grew up worried with that low self-esteem and being told certain things that sure. were, I would call, as I called it, I did a, a video just a, a while back. Um, I do these seconds with Sandra that show up on my YouTube and on Facebook. Yeah, I've watched And it's just really, it, it, I mean, some of them, the last one I put up was like, I was holding the camera kind of shaky. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I am doing what I tell people not to do. But the reality is those particular videos are really just about being real totally. and talking about a topic that is, in that case, it was a very personal topic because I was talking about how we suffer bad programming. It's somewhere along the line, whether it's a, a parent, uh, a bully in school, uh, a spouse, yeah, a former friend, somebody said something to you, even a boss said something to you that was really bad programming. You owned it as programming and you, you took that on. Sure. And what you're doing when you step out of your comfort zone and you're gaining through experience, you're gaining this confidence, Kevin, that's where you're learning, hey, that programming that I had before wasn't serving me in any way. My new programming is I am okay. I am great. People do deserve to hear what I have to say and I'm going to be helping people. Totally. That's a totally different programming. Yeah, <laughs> and a no, lot more totally. powerful. Totally. And a to lot be more powerful. And to be honest, like I think even if I can inspire like one person through doing this whole show to to do the same thing, like whatever it is, get out of their comfort zone. I think mm -hmm. it's that's where it becomes starts it to become worth you know and worthwhile to me, right? Because yeah, it, it's rewarding. Like I, I did a talk um, last weekend, just um, you know, in person at this conference and. A couple of people came up to me after. They're like, oh, you inspired me to do this. And it's like, that's great. Like, awesome, right? Which is kind yeah. of, it's, it's an interesting thing to interact with people like, like that. But um, maybe let's kind of dive a little bit deeper into um, the topics that we were going to cover or that you're going to be covering in your video series. So maybe let's mm -hmm. start off with when people, when you first walk into a room of people that you yeah. don't know or you've maybe kind of met maybe briefly once before yeah the, this is the big this was the big shift for me when I went through all of I mean I had 13 different coaches over a period of seven years just because I was so humiliated after so many times of having people say just be yourself and I would crumble I, I sought help in any way that I could so on top of that I was also learning about the brain and, and studying different modalities of everything from neuro-linguistic programming to hypnosis to stage presentation to television hosting. I was just diving into all of this. And in the process of all of that mess, which I have now refined for my clients, it's sure. not a mess. But for me, it was a mess, right? It was tons of information that eventually it did take hold. And when I learned to be okay with being me and, and to get up with, at first it was kind of, 50% real, 50% pretend confidence. But right. as I learned to really own who I was, it literally changed the way I walked into a room. And I didn't know that until I had someone observe me. I walked into a room and then I ended up, 
you know, seated next to him in this group of people. And as the group of people walked away, he looked at me because you're fascinating to walk to watch walk in a room. And I'd never even thought about this. This is why I teach this. Never even thought about this. And he and I said, What do you mean? And he was a real observer of people. And he said, um, he said, Well, I didn't want to say anything while all the folks were around. He says, But I did watch you when you walked in the room. He says, You walk in, you stand straight up because your posture is great. He says, You look around the room and you it's almost like you're looking to see where the most action is. And then you choose it and you go over and you sit down very comfortably. And I was amazed because I was the girl that used to stand outside of a room and wait for someone I could literally latch onto physically to walk into a room of people I didn't know. If nobody came by, I would leave. Really? I was terrified. Wow. I was terrified. And so to have him say that that's what he saw in me, it was so, I mean, it was such a great compliment and it was such an eye-opening experience for me to say, wow, he saw it. That, that's what he sees in me. And that was not how I used to be. And that really directly came from me just learning how desperately wanting to learn how to be myself on camera and in front of people on a stage. So it changed the way I walked in a room. When you, walked into, when you walk in a room, and that is in fact what I did. I walk into rooms and I look to see where's the most interesting group of people. Who are the people I think I want to go meet? Okay. standing with confidence. So it's twofold. It's how you walk in a room, and it's also how are you standing in the room? Are you one of those people that is holding a conversation and holding eye contact with somebody or with a group of people so that someone who's watching says, I want to know who he or she is. I want to meet that person. You can make that happen. Sure. You can make people look at you in that way. And it's not about being the loudest, most boisterous at all. It's about just the way you're holding yourself. It's what you're broadcasting. It's the way you dress. It's the way you shake someone's hand. It's the way you say hello to them and you look and look them in the eye. There's so many different things that are about the way you broadcast. Um, and people sometimes don't, don't realize it. I didn't realize I was doing the right thing until sure. somebody said something to me. That, that's fascinating. Yeah. You, you brought up something else interesting um, about kind of clothing and, and style. What, mm-hmm. what do you tell people on that because I think a lot of people are so self-conscious and it's really hard sometimes to pick what to wear to certain types of things right like whether it's a business meeting or a a event or or whatnot uh yeah obviously this is a very individualized this can be a very individualized answer and a very individualized topic everybody has their own style their own insecurities their own securities they have things about their body they like they have things that they don't and Dressing and style is 50% what makes you feel great. Interesting. Actually, maybe even more, maybe 80% what makes you feel great. And 20%, how is it going to affect the people you're in front of? So what I mean is, okay, I sat with a wonderful uh, friend of mine. I just hosted an event with him. He came into my town of Austin here. We sat down and he started showing me pictures because, you know, he's, he's from and he calls it, you know, he calls it the hood. He's okay. from the hood. And so he says, you know, my, my uncle says they're going to come and they're going to come to a special event where he's hosting something. And it's a kind of a fancy event. And uh, he says, uh, Uncle, you know, I'll just call him Uncle Jim. He goes, Uncle Jim, are you, are you, you got something to wear? Oh, I got something to wear. Everybody tells me I dress so fine. Don't want, I got, I'm coming. I'm good. I'm good. And so, you know, my, my friend's kind of like getting all nervous. And he says, here's what he wore. And God bless him because it made him feel good. <laughs> But he was wearing just the craziest outfit you've ever seen. And I, I bust out laughing. I said, well, at least he gave some effort and he feels good. He says he did. He goes, but 
what other people perceived. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, but we have to think about it. And we laughed about it, of course, in that circumstance. It, it wasn't about this gentleman. He, he wasn't in it to create revenue. And he was just there to support his his uh, nephew. And we laughed about it. It was fun. But there is that percentage. You, I think it's really about you feeling great and then understanding what is it going, how is it going to affect others. In other words, when somebody says, I'm going to speak to this group of people, how should I dress? Sure. And I usually say, if you're going to be presenting, you don't want to dress way over the top, but you want to dress just a step, a step more formal than they're going to be. So if you're speaking to the folks at Google, Sure. And the folks that work at Google can wear pretty much anything. They wear sneakers, right? they can wear jeans, they're, they're pretty laid back. It's more about their comfort and what they want to wear. They'll wear anything, but they're allowed to wear anything. So if you're going to go speak to Google, do you have to walk in in a super slick suit or a super you know, special dress? No, but you do want to walk in maybe just a notch above. Sure. So maybe jeans with a jacket. Gotcha. You know, you want to you want to be able to be approachable, yet you want to have that little little bit that sets you apart. So, um, something as simple as that. People say, "What color do I wear?" Again, what color makes you feel great? Because the energy of you feeling great, and people go, "I don't know. I've had my colors done. I didn't agree with it." You know, they used to do these. Yeah, you yeah, walk yeah. into a department store, they do color. You're a spring. You're a summer. I, I never knew what any of that was. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You know, some days I feel like a spring, sometimes I feel like a winter. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, but really, to oversimplify it sometimes, it's the color that you wear that people look at you and go, you look great. Okay. What is that? Interesting. What's the color that you wear that people say, hey, you're looking awesome. You're looking healthy. You know, good day and whatever. That That is usually it. It's not that complicated. There are secrets to it. I had one stylist say, stare into, have someone stare into your eyes and tell you what colors you see. Even if your eyes are dark, dark. I did this with a woman who was Indian from India, very dark eyes. And, and I got her in this process and I'm thinking, oh, great. You know, I get the darkest eyes in the room. How am I going to succeed in this? And, and I'll tell you something, she had the most beautiful colors of brilliant purple and orange. And when she wore those colors, and you can imagine that dark, beautiful Indian sure, skin wearing totally. those bright colors. It, they look fantastic. And so those colors were actually in her eyes. Interesting. So, yeah, there, there are secrets. And the woman that I'm talking to about st- style, she actually does deal with some of the psychology behind color and how you know, I love red. And there are times when I can put on a red jacket that is vibrant and crazy and, and it serves me really, really well. And then there are groups that I would I should never, ever wear that jacket if I want to get those people to trust me. Sure. That makes so, sense. yeah. And so because it may be too bold for them. And so for that, I need to adjust. It's not ever about adjusting yourself so that you lose yourself. So it's about adjusting what you're wearing and the style that you choose so that you can be the most receptive so that you can build rapport in the way that you want to build rapport. And so you can broadcast on the channel that you need to broadcast in order to be effective. Yeah, for your audience. Style is a lot of sense. Style is yeah. a huge part of that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that when I talk with Melissa Murray, who is my style guru, I'm sure that we're going to cover some things too about the do's and don'ts of accessories and what to wear on camera because there are certain things that I don't want, I don't want y'all at home to learn how I learned that certain prints and patterns are not good. Like I had beautiful colors. I was working on wearing the right colors. Yeah. I hadn't quite learned the pattern thing yet. And I did a video where I had this, shirt that had these beautiful colors, but they were great big flowers. Okay. I looked like 
a morning coffee mug. I, I didn't even look like it was just all about <laughs> seriously. I didn't see anything except these giant flowers, and of course, giant prints make you look big. Sure. So it was it was a big no no all the way around. But I didn't know because I didn't know. Got you. And so you know that's part of what we're going to be delivering is hey, here's some things that you should stay away from before you screw up like I did. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's yeah, I, my, it's good advice too, right? Because. I think like we sometimes we overthink it too, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, the simplest the simplest thing is to create at least a portion of your closet. And I've been telling people this since before I even knew Melissa. Get a portion of your closet if you're gonna be doing speaking or getting on camera or dealing with the media or even doing videos. Get a portion of your closet that is the go to area when you need to get on camera or present. Sure. So it should be solid colors. It should make you feel good. Everything in there, you should feel good when you put it on. So it shouldn't be, hey, I'm going to feel good when I lose 10 pounds. I'll put this dress back on and put that in that corner. No, that's not. You have to feel good in it the way you are right now. Got you. So Melissa talks about that. She talks about getting rid of things that fit you 10 years ago that you think maybe one day I'll fit into it because it felt good then. All it's doing now is make you feel bad because you see it in the closet and think I can't fit into that. So give it to somebody else. Sure. There's... There's a lot of psychology behind what we're going to be discussing, but um, but yeah, it can be style can be very empowering. It can be very, it can help your broadcast get clearer. So just knowing what to do and what not to do, it's going to be suitable for you. Sure. Not not necessarily what you think you should be wearing, but what's going to make you feel like a rock star. No, that that's really good advice. So. The other thing that you're going to be covering in your video series that I think is super important is uh, copywriting. So, yes. what, I, and I know, and we kind of talked about this earlier, that it can be kind of boring. And I think some people kind of are scared of That's it. That's what people think. Yeah, people are they are scared of it or they think, well, I'll just write a little something up myself or I'll just, I'll just take, um, this is another one, I'll just, I'll just take the, the copy from my uh, website and I'll put that on the back of my book or I'll put that as my intro or, you know, they get them, they get really mixed up on what copywriting, good copywriting really is. And I think it's very much worth hiring a copywriter for a few very important, at least for a few very important places, your bio, sure. whether it's your speaker bio or your bio on your website. If you are the founder or you, you're the founder of your company, you're the CEO of your company, you're an executive at your company, if you have some, if people are going to be looking to see what you're all about, please take a little bit of money that you can put aside. It doesn't cost a lot and have somebody that's talented write your bio, no, even I, if they write it in first person. Sure. The, the, the key to having good copywriting, whether it is a sales page for a product or it's your bio on your site or your intro is a speaker is to make it sound like you. So when I go to someone's site and they have as their copy for their about me, they have um, so-and-so graduated from such and such a high school and attended this high, this college and that college where they won this award and that award and they played this sport. They've been in the industry for 35 years. None of this matters to me sure. if I'm looking to hire them. Sure. So entertain, be their voice. Um, the woman that I'm bringing in was actually a major in our armed forces in the army. And she, she had to write, she was the voice of the army so wow. that the people understood what was going on. She would write bios and things for her bosses, which were generals. They were leading countries. Sure. <laughs> like, you know, she was humbled by them 
but honestly, she is a very accomplished woman, and she's so extremely talented. She wrote a bio for a friend of mine, and it read so entertainingly that you wanted to finish reading. You wanted the bio to go on forever. Which now, never happens, right? And how powerful. Which never happens. <laughs> but, but she started the bio off with an anecdote of this woman who teaches uh, systems for businesses. Okay. Okay, systems for businesses sounds not very exciting. No. But... This woman has a great sense of humor. She's adorable. She's vivacious. And this copywriter that I'm going to be interviewing, <clears throat> Carrie, uh, I'm sorry, Kelly Chevalier, Kelly actually sat with her, talked with her, got her voice, learned her stories, and created a bio for her that speaks with her voice. That's amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah. And when you understand how this woman has been doing systems since she was five, she started with an anecdote of this woman at five years old, which was hysterical. And then she goes into modern day and then she kind of does this little thing where she leaves and talks about how she orders a, um, she leaves the, the, it seems like she leaves, it's like a little vignette off to the side in the way she wrote. And she talks about going in and ordering a Starbucks and how she preprints her card because her order is difficult. So she preprints it in Helvetica font because it's the easiest font to read and hands <laughs> the card to the barista. <laughs> See, system. I mean, it, it gets you laughing, right? Yes. So no matter, no matter what it is that you do, if you're funny, let your, let your copy be funny. If you are, if you are, um, if you're very intellectual, let it come across that way. If you, if you're quirky, let it be quirky. Um, the one thing that copy should be is enticing. It's broadcasting who you are. It doesn't matter if you wrote it or not. Sure. It's broadcasting who you are. So you need to work with somebody that sees and feels you and is able to put that out there. And Kelly, Kelly, who I'm talking with is really one of the best. And she's fun. She's a lot of fun. That's great. So I'm curious to maybe cover some stuff along the lines of kind of getting in front of a, the camera, whether it's kind of mm -hmm. either doing an interview, whether you're doing a speaking engagement, like what should people be doing that maybe they don't really think of or consider when they kind of get up in front of people, whether it's, you know, to be on a show? Because I know like more and more people now, especially kind of in the startup -y space, um, there's a lot of media that's kind of doing more and more video and they're asking kind of, Maybe not not necessarily just like older people, but younger people too, to get kind mm -hmm. of in front of whether it's just for the web or you know actual TV. Yeah, and it's funny. A, a lot of people assume that younger generations, because they grew up with a cell phone in their hand, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think, oh, it's easy for them. But there are things that growing up and being goofy on camera, you know, that's there's a definite confidence that comes from being able to watch yourself that they have that older people don't. On the other hand, there's a way of actually projecting authority that sometimes is missing. Right. And I think one of the things that people can best learn by is how to make sure, A, you look good. I mean, a simple thing that I always say is face the brightest source of light. So people say, well, I can't do videos because I don't have light. I don't have a studio. Um, it's not necessarily about that. It's find a light where you look good. Like, ladies, we do this all day long because we don't put our makeup on where there's not good light. <laughs> right? sure. We will find it. Interesting. Yeah. If, if we're in an air, if we're in an airplane, we will find that light. So <laughs> we know what that light is because we're not going to put our makeup on in the dark. We're not going to put it on in the shadow. We're not going to put it on under a blue fluorescent light. If we don't have to, we will find the right light. So we know what that is. It's just a matter of recognizing it in the room that you're in. So I'm in a room right now with, windows on at least two sides of me, two sides of me. And there's one window where the sun is going to be coming directly through on me. That's not so good. 
the other window, it's more diffused. Right. That's where that's where we want to look. So when I say the brightest source of light, it's not not me looking into the sun. <laughs> I mean the brightest source of light that is soft, diffused. If you're outside, you can even use a white building to reflect light on a side of your face. So you don't have to have a lot of money spent on on lights to be able to look good. It's just being aware of how that is. And a lot of my training actually deals with that. And I, uh, if you go to my site, there's actually weekly tips. And this is one of the many, these, these things are on my weekly tips. I give them out for free to people in my community. So every week they get a one minute tip on presentation, on style, on clothing, and anything, any stuff we're talking about, it's going to be on there. So, and that's free too. So people can go to charisma on camera dot com um c-h-a-r-i-s-m-a just like you'd spell charisma normally on camera.com and they can sign up for those just they just they show up every week in your inbox um so those are those are things starting your video with energy this is the biggest i think the biggest challenge for people when you're uncomfortable and kevin you probably know this when you're uncomfortable you tend to shut your your you make your body small totally you take shorter breaths and you lose your energy and what we need to do is just the opposite. So when I'm working with my private clients, I will make them increase their energy to the point where they feel really silly. And then we'll play it back and they'll realize, oh, I actually don't look that silly. We're, we're used to watching people with extremely high levels of energy because we watch TV. Sure. And whether they're acting, I'm really thinking more about even news anchors and talk show hosts. The energy is so high. Think of Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, totally. Super high. Yep. Super high energy. And it, and yeah, we not everybody has the, that's not authentic for everybody. But the point is, we can really raise that energy a lot higher than most people do. And you want to start with something that is very, you want to start with enthusiasm. Attitude is contagious. So pick a good one. Be enthusiastic about what you're doing and start in the first couple of seconds. Your energy is what's going to be broadcasting to them. Your energy is what's going to capture people in the first three seconds. And then you want to say something. The first couple of words out of your mouth are going to have to have some sort of a trigger to the people that you want to reach the most. So if I, if I, my first sentence has the word confidence or charisma or presentation in it, people will perk up and go, oh, she's talking to me. But it's my energy that's hopefully going to get people right off the bat. Sure. No, I think that's yeah. that's that's really good advice, and I, I think it, it's interesting because, like, obviously, I I come from kind of maybe a, a little bit of a different angle than I think a lot of people that you that you maybe work with on a day to day basis. I'm not saying you don't work with startups because you do, but mm -hmm. it, it's interesting yeah. because I really only kind of talk to kind of people that are doing like the startup side or. They're, and then maybe they're they're kind of like they have to be kind of a businessman, right? Sometimes where yeah. and mm -hmm. I, and I think a lot of times when you're maybe a, a designer or developer, you, you don't think you ever need to really care about maybe your physical appearance or your bio or your copy or kind of getting up in front of people. And I've been to kind of these events where. You know, the guy might be brilliant, but he just can't present, right? And you just kind of yes. lose, you lose the content. Those because, are my people. Yeah. Those are my people. And, <laughs> and I think it's good though, right? Like, I, I, and that's kind of why I wanted to have you again on the show, because I think to the those types of people that are out there, that this stuff's super important. And I think in a lot of cases, sometimes they don't think it is important and they don't really care. Right. And then they wonder why yeah. their career kind of goes stale or stagnant after, you know, a couple, a few years in the industry. And sometimes they leave the you industry. You know, even, 
even yes, that's true. And sometimes even to realize if you want to say you're that you're working for a corporation, you're ready to move to another job, or you get you get the the inkling like, hey, I I'm going to be moving. Maybe my spouse, you know, spouse is moving, and you're going into a new environment. You have to be interviewing. You're going to be looking for another opportunity. They're going to be what everybody does. They Google you. Totally. Even if somebody is being considered to, for, I talk to folks that are, you know, hey, so-and-so wants to do a reality show on me. Well, if they're looking to create reality, reality shows, the first thing they're going to do is Google you. Totally. How do you show up on LinkedIn? Sure. How do you show up on Facebook? I mean, these are things that are really important. And when you've got folks that are like on behind the scenes, they don't get that. I've got folks that are even wealth advisors, um, realtors, and they think, well, it's not really important. Well, it is important. If you're a wealth advisor or you're a holistic practitioner, I need to trust you. Sure. I need to trust you a lot. Even if you're my realtor, I'm going to trust you because there's a lot of money involved and there's a lot of emotion involved if you're going to be helping me find a house or sell a house. Sure. I need to know that I can trust you. I need to know what you're about. And if any of those pieces of your broadcast are lacking, that can be hurting you. Oh, very much so. Like I think I would say... 95 plus percent of everything I've gotten career-wise is because of my LinkedIn. Awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's crazy, and, you know, you right? can use video on just about every aspect of your LinkedIn now. So yep. and, and I have to be honest, I have a confession to make. When I first, you know, started my business, it was all about Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook because they were more fun. I thought sure. LinkedIn was stuffy. Sure. No, totally. <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with that, right? <laughs> that's like, awesome. Like, LinkedIn. Right. You go to conferences and they're like, and this breakout session is on LinkedIn. I'm like, I'm not going to that one. That's boring. That's right? funny. That's great. Though. But, but it's true. <laughs> but, but now I'm looking and going, hang on a second. I started getting business from LinkedIn. I was like, let me step this up a notch. You know, um, there really can be a lot of great connections uh, made through LinkedIn. I have gotten many clients through LinkedIn. I've gotten many commun- communications with people that have led to speaking engagements. So the way you show up there, yeah, hugely important. Sure. Talking about a wealth advisor years ago, one of my first, you know, wonderful clients came to me and she said, I think I need to get some media exposure. I don't know. I'm just feeling like it might help me. And she was a wealth advisor. And I said, a lot of them say, well, I, I can't do video or I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, that's not me. Well, let me show you how it benefited her. She was already successful um, with a large company. And she said, I think I want to get some media exposure. She's now a regular on Fox. Really? Wow. A financial analyst. Yeah. And her business cannot be bigger. She's actually, last time I talked to her, she was looking to build a business of a totally different platform so that she could actually address the masses because her business is too full. She can't take on anyone else. She can't take on any more clients. Wow. And all of her clients are multimillionaires. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah. So now she's looking at, you know, maybe creating something like Laurel Langmire has had where she's able to really kind of coach and, and help the masses. She wrote a book but um, she wants to take that a little bit further and actually create something for people. So that's, you know, and here's a wealth advisor, which a lot of them say, hey, I'm just behind the scenes. I don't need to do video. I don't need to be seen. Sure. Well, I'm not saying that you have to go and be on Fox, but being seen is a good thing. <laughs> it's a yeah. good thing. Oh, totally. Well, even like that's you and I met on LinkedIn. That's how we connected. Like That's right. So, yeah. And, yeah. and it was almost, well, not quite a year ago, but almost coming up on that. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy how if you just put yourself out there online that the borders just kind of disappear. It really doesn't matter where you're located. Like we're in two different countries right now in opposite parts yeah. of the, the world, right? And like it yeah. just doesn't matter. Yeah. So and, and that's, that's so true. And I, and I love that about 
um, just the internet and, and everything. Um, the, the one thing that I'm curious about, and it's, it's a little bit kind of a, a little bit of a side question. We, we talked about mm-hmm. earlier that you do a lot of obviously public speaking um, engagements and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. keynotes and you're always up in front of people, whether it's kind of on and off camera. You mentioned yeah. that like you get a lot of your clients from actually doing speaking engagements. And so do you I maybe do. want to kind of elaborate on that for people that are maybe either scared to do that or thinking about doing that? Like, how do you even go yeah. about that whole process? Well, when you think about it, public speaking, we all do it. So if you're speaking to a small group at work that you are managing, um, or a group that you report to, you're still speaking publicly. We all speak publicly. Um, so give yourself credit for already doing it, A. People have this idea that people are going to be critical when they get up on stage. So it's a very scary thing for a lot of people. They're afraid of looking bad. But it requires a little bit of a mindset. That's why working with a coach is so helpful. Because sure. if you think about you sitting in the audience and somebody walks up on stage, and I used to talk talk about this with the actors that I coached in the audition process. Like they walk into an audition with the same feeling sometimes that people do when they walk up on a stage where they think they're criticizing me. They're looking at me and finding everything wrong with me. The reality is the opposite. Sure. The casting director wants that actor to rock it because that's going to make them look good. An audience member wants that speaker to do well because they want to learn from them. They want to have a good time. Sure. So they're already the friendly face. And when People walk up on stage if they have a fear of speaking. They're afraid to look at them because they think they're not going to be friendly. We need to shift that and realize you're there to serve them. And for me, my private clients, yes, I would say 85 to 90% of my private clients have come from speaking engagements. My friend James Melanchak, who mm-hmm. teaches speaking, he's, he's awesome, actually from the same hometown. He says the same thing. He says here he fills his one and two day intensives. He fills his one day intensives. He just does one day intensives, if I'm correct. Um, but he fills these things and he gets his private clients that pay him a lot of money when he's up in front of them and speaking because that shows people what you're all about. That shows how in, when if you speak well, you're not speaking to a massive faceless group. Sure. You're speaking to each individual. It's the same thing I teach when I talk about looking through the camera lens. You're not talking to millions of people. Everybody that's watching you, even if there are millions at some point that watch your YouTube video, they're all watching one at a time. Sure. So when you get up on stage, it's really just a private conversation with everybody there. And your goal is to try to connect with as many people as possible. Once you start to do that, you realize, hey, they're not so scary. It's just like walking up to somebody one-on-one. You just have to do it in a different manner. And it's so important to that. It's when, you, when you're told to scan, you know, I think in high school or when you first learn speech where they're like, scan, look left, look middle, look right, look left, look middle, look right. And okay, that, that's so mechanical sure. and you're just going to feel weird. And when you feel weird, everything's going to start to spiral out of control and go downhill. And that's when your knees start knocking, you don't breathe properly, you can't think straight because you're not getting oxygen. Like all of this actually <laughs> just propels into a horrible cycle downward. And if you approach it from a different direction of, I'm going to go out there and connect with these people and serve them. I want to meet as many of them as possible. And I actually feel the feeling of being frustrated because I, I will walk into an audience. I want to meet as many people in that room as I can. Sure. And this from a girl that couldn't look anybody in the eye. 
because I was so afraid when I would walk out of the studios, there'd be fans there. And I was terrified. My heart would be beating out of my chest because there were strangers out there. And some of them, God forbid, would want to hug me. (laughs) 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 That was like over the top freak out for me. (laughs) Sure, sure. And now... I can't, you know, I want to go and hug everybody in the audience. So it it can can happen and it's very powerful. If you've ever seen a speaker that you've connected with, you know how powerful it can be. Sure. No, that's great. But Sandra, we're we're running out of time. So maybe let's Mm -hmm. close the show with mentioning where people can get more information about the the free series and kind of yourself as Mm -hmm. well. Free training and the free series. Just go to charismaoncamera.com. And on that site, you will see at the top, there will be the information about the interview series, when, it, you know, when they're going to be and how you can access it. There's no charge for it. They're free. I just I want to be able to give back at this time of year. So I'm happy to do that and really excited about it. And then if you wanted to sign up, too, for um, the weekly one-minute tips, you'll find that on the page, too. So you get free training. And then you can also get the free interview series. So it's really just about treating yourself to some some good and, and hopefully entertaining sure. uh, information that will help you really kick off the new year in a really powerful way and expand what you're already doing in a really positive manner. Sure. Well, Sandra, again, I really appreciate you taking that time out of your day to be on the show and look forward to keeping in touch with you and, you know, have a good rest of your day. Awesome. You too. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep them in the future.